Oh, I've got a creaky chair. Hang on. Can I just say in it? Oh. <laughs> you went, can I just say it? <laughs> How bad is that? Is that okay? Um, it'll it'll be all right. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'm past caring now. Me too. <laughs> That's the spirit. Hi, I'm Catherine Wright, Gendel's sister, and you're about to listen to the Tim and Gend Weekend Podcast. It's an uncut chat between two best friends talking about their weekend. Hope you all enjoy. Ah, It's, do you know what, right? Clapping's ever so long, isn't it? I, I must adjust the clapping length. Just need, claps only need to be three seconds, don't they? they don't I quite like it. It peters out, doesn't it? Um... Thanks, Kath, for doing I, that. I was going to say, I can't believe it's taken 57 episodes to get that. To get um, my sister. I know. Well, we did. It was the panic ask last week. Yeah. And, um, and we were both asking people and asked us to do it. And she was feeling a bit under the weather last week. She had a bit of like a chesty cough. So she sent me through COVID. three, Is it three COVID? versions. No, it's not. No, I think it was just. I think she felt a bit. Do you know what? She just had a booster shot. And I think it Ooh. made her feel a bit ropey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, she had a bit, but it was well funny because she sent me through like uh, every voice note that came through. Like she'd kind of say something wrong and then she'd go, no, oh, start again. And then she'd start again. But she sent one that came through and she sounded like Pat Butcher. She was like, hello, I'm Catherine Wright. And then she was like, oh, and then started, <laughs> started again with the next one. I should have, I should have oh, sent you that one too. Yeah. But um, so she powered through and got it done for us last minute. So oh, thank you, Kath. You um, big sis. Getting on the podcast finally. That's nice, isn't it? It is good. She's All right, edge. then. Well, welcome. How are you? It is the Tim and Gendall Weekend Podcast, episode 57. 57. Four. Five and seven. Same amount of varieties in Heinz. Oh. Now, is that... True. It's not varieties, is it? What That's is it, not what it's... Eh, I've got to Google it to remember. I'm sure it was the ingredients of is it? something. 57 ingredients? 57... In the ketchup? 57 varieties list. Let me just see. Mainly sugar, though, isn't it? Um, uh, I'm just trying to Google it. Um, it is a bit of a myth, that, isn't it? People go... Um, there's way it? more than 57 products. Heinz... Um, there's over 5,000 Heinz so products, what's the it says here. Thing, then? Um, that Henry Heinz uh, was manufacturing more than 60 products at the time, and he thought that 57 sounded like a lucky number and began using the slogan 57 varieties in his advertising. So it was varieties, even though um, he was already making more than 60. Imagine yeah. that. Imagine starting your company with flipping blatant trade descriptions act. Like, yeah, I create 60, but I'm just going to say 57. Just going to lie better. to you. going to lie to you from the offset. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Started off with a fact. Already. Whoa, you are welcome. Uh, so here we go then. Nice to uh, nice to have you on board. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Monday, 6th of December. Me and him, Tim and Gend. Um, a bit of a disclaimer. We spent all weekend together. We did. I feel like uh, I literally just got rid of you. Yeah. And now you're back in front of me. But let um, me tell you something. You will not believe what happened to me last night after I left you. Oh, really? 
But we'll get to that. Get How to about that, that for a tease? How yeah. about that for a tease? That is uh, a good tease. So anyway, this is the Tim Again Weekend Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We do like to sit down and have a little chat. This started a couple of uh, couple of weeks into the pandemic. We thought, let's do a podcast. Our friend Mikey badgered us to do it. So we eventually got around to doing it. And, uh, and here we are. We like to have a little chat. It's good for your mental health. It's good for everybody's health. And um, speaking of mental health, we yes. yeah, exactly. We like to do it, and we like to give a quick shout out to a, a charity very close to our heart, which is Calm, a leading movement against suicide. The campaign against living miserably. They are advocates for for talking and reaching out if you need help, if you're struggling at all. So if you are, you can go to their website, thecalmzone.net. They've got an 0800 number, 0800 58 58 58, and a web chat available on the website too so if you need to talk to anyone they are always there they are um you can of course help support this podcast by giving it a little share but if you're feeling generous and you want to help support the production costs of the podcast we do like to keep this ad free uh but you can do so over at our coffee page link in the bio for that and just want to say a huge whoppertron shout out to dave ellaby rich cornwell k mac accountant chris granny kath kath and Bezo, um, and all the rest of you, you know who you are. You're all going into our um, song that we're going to make for the end of the year. That's your song. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you, everyone. Really appreciated. It helps mm. us keep going. Right. Should we rate our weekends? Ooh. Now this Surely is going to be good. We should say exactly the same. Same, maybe, shouldn't we? So should we go three, two, one, and then both say our rating at the same time? So we'll go three, two, one, and then we'll say it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one, one 8.9. 8. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that so funny? Because I, I thought we were going to name, I thought we thought, oh, he's gone eight as well. And yeah. My brain went, we're going to say the same number and it's going to look like we've planned it and we haven't. And then you went higher. I, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say 0. 0.4 actually. In fact, because mm. of my injury, I probably should have gone a lot lower because I'm still in pain. Well, should, we'll we get... do, should we do that again? And you say 8.4 and then, we'll, Mikey, you can edit it. So we say yeah. the same thing. Okay. <laughs> no. Three, two, one. 8.4. Whoa. Bloody hell. That was <laughs> what did you do on Friday. night? Lyon Airport all the way to... Um... Briançon. Well, we flew to Lyon first. Yeah. Um, where do we start? Where are we starting the clock? Hey, uh, afternoon. I think we should just start. We're in France. We're, We're in France, France, aren't we? Yeah, flew in. Nothing really happened at Heathrow, did it? Nah. Pretty got there five hours early. You love getting to an airport early, so you forced me to get there early. Oh, yeah, we were together then, weren't we? Because we, I'd stayed at yours on Thursday night, so uh, that was, well, I mean, that was the big talking point of the morning, wasn't it? Me and you had to haggle about leaving time in the on Friday morning. So I was like, we're leaving at eight. Uh, no, we're leaving at nine o'clock. And you were like, no, we'll leave at 10. And what did we settle on at the end? No, nine. I said 11. You said 11. Yes, you wanted ridiculous. to leave at nine o'clock and I wanted to leave at 11. And what did we settle on in the end? 10, we settled on. 10, 21. 10, 21 and 30 seconds. But tell everyone, but, but, but. But tell them what time we did leave. We left at 10.19, wasn't it? Correct. Early. early. Yeah. I was early. Yeah, it was good. And you were moaning about being early as well. Moaned the whole way down. We got there ahead of Jono that lives about 20 minutes from the airport. We still got there ahead of him. Mm. Yeah, Had to wait good. for him. It was as relaxing, well. wasn't it, to be there early for once. 
I was, yeah, nonplussed, really. Didn't bother me. Yeah. We, um, oh, I liked it. Flew to Lyon. That was good. Yeah, flew to Lyon. And then. Have you had loads of like. Because obviously we'd put it on our socials, didn't we? What we were doing. And we we're showing off. Because that's what we do nowadays. You, you can't just live your life and enjoy it. You have to show off and show how much better your life is than everybody else's. But did you. Have you get. Do you have any messages from people going, how do you do it? How'd you get in? What's the COVID this? What about the tests? How do this, do this? Genuinely, I think I'm going to do a little post on on my social media telling people how to do it. Because I've had so many messages, I can't be bothered to get back to them. I say so many. I had about nine. What, how That's still quite what? a lot. How to travel? Yeah, like how how about the tests and getting in and all this stuff. Well, it's all on the government website, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose it is. You just have to look up travelling to France. It's all there in a the list. Yeah. Um, no, I got a, I got a few sh- like people getting excited because we were going snowboarding. I guess we've got quite a few listeners and uh, people who follow us on social media that are from our snowboard days. So because we were you, bad you're new to the podcast, snowboarding, me and Tim were pretty poor, pretty big time at snowboarding, weren't we? Just a bit, mate. Nineteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we were saying this when we were away that our heads are still, our heads are totally like like when I go snowboarding. And this pertains so perfectly to my injury. My head still thinks I'm as good as I used to be. Mm. Like, as I'm riding down, my head's going, yeah, off that. Go on, do that. Just flip that. Do that. that 360. Jump. that jump. You so, could hit yeah, that. Exactly. Still do that. And then your legs go, really, though? You're not doing that. You think Don't you go anywhere near that. What, you think you can get the speed for that? You think <laughs> you can handle these bumps? Don't know. Really? You think yeah. that much of yourself, do you? I'll put you in your place. We'll get um, to that on Saturday, though. We absolutely will. Uh, so Friday, quite non-eventful, really. Mm. We, we drove there, didn't we? Drove in the car. Arrived late. Thought we were locked out of the hotel. Got in. I had a really creaky bed. And it Man. stunk of fags, my room. Well, this is one awful. thing. Yeah, it was the classic French uh, tiny hotel. Classic resort hotel with tiny rooms that that obviously they had been smoked in for 50 years. And they couldn't yeah. get rid of the smell. But this is the one thing we didn't talk about. I was going to talk to you about this the next day. Your bed was what? Creaky? Yeah. Mine, I had an electro bed. What? Did you not have the most staticky bed in your ever? I've never ever got into a bed. And as I got in, I felt like a, you know, like a Jedi when they're dead and they've got that glow around them. <laughs> That's how I felt getting into that bed. I lifted the sheets. As I lifted the sheets, they went, yeah, it went. <laughs> And I climbed in, and as I climbed in, I felt like a superhero getting their power. Yeah, it was all, like all the hairs on your body started to yeah, started ev- to stand up on end. Every single hair. You are quite hairy though, aren't well, you? And I got in, I was like, and and I slowly, it was that powerful. I could feel the power in my energy that I was scared <laughs> to. I was going to reach over to my phone and just check my thing. I was like, I'm going to get a shock off that phone. And then I started getting a shock off every bit of the bed, and like, and and once I turned all the lights off. I lifted the sheets and I rubbed my hand inside the oh, blanket. Oh, yeah. I've and I done could that. see sparks off my fingers. Yeah. And, yeah, I got, yeah, yeah. and I was like, I've got to fit. I tried to film it. It didn't work on the iPhone. It was too dark. <laughs> but I've got to film this. It was like, uh, I felt like the Emperor with like, electric coming out of their fingers in Return of the Jedi. Um, it was unbelievable. I just, I just felt like I was in a, yeah, in a cocoon of power. Like cocoon I was of electricity. <laughs> yeah. 
They need some Lenore in their tumble dryer. Yeah, That's yeah, what they need they in do. their wash, don't they? Yeah, it's quite scary. I'm scared to move around in case I just powered up too much. Um, well, no. That was, yeah, that was kind of it, really, for Friday. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most exciting thing, but I was going to tell you that over breakfast the next day, but you uh, your alarm didn't go off. Well, let's do that right now, shall we? What did you do on in the day? And, of course, what did you do on So, I woke late. Um, I set my alarm. I, I turned. I've got a six forty-five alarm that I just turn on and off. You know, on your on your iPhone. I turned it on, and Jono, I could hear John outside my door going, "Tim, Tim!" Like just he does that thing where he just walks down hotel Tim. corridors Tim. shouting, regardless. And this was this was um, half seven in the morning. Uh, I suppose, you know, I basically overslept. We were due to leave at 7.45, weren't we? Mm. Um, and it was 7.30. Breakfast for 7. Breakfast wheels, for 7. Wheels for 7.45. And yeah. me and John, I was sat at breakfast at 7.30. And like, well, he's not coming to breakfast, is he? Yeah. What's going on? Um, and I'd set two alarms. So my first alarm was on my phone, my 6.45. And then my fail safe is my 7 o'clock on my watch. The 6.45 alarm that I flicked over, I realized, is only for weekdays. So it was Saturday. That wasn't going to go off, um, even though it was enabled. And then my 7 o'clock alarm on my wrist was English time. So that wasn't going to go off either, was it? Because it was set to England time. Mm. Oh, and, why, uh, why, why do you have it set? Because you work quite a lot at weekends. Um, it's a weird setting to have. Because Jono came back to have breakfast after he got you and was like, yeah, he said he, he said he set his alarm, but it didn't go off. And I was like, what? That what a lie! Sense. I was like, well, look, if you set an alarm, it goes off. They don't don't decide not to go off. But then when you set out the weekday thing, I didn't even know that was a setting. Yeah, you can like on your iPhone, you can put an alarm and then just set what days it would go off on. And so that's kind of for getting up and getting the kids ready for school and all that mm. stuff. Um. So yeah, woke in a blind panic. Got ready in ten minutes. Didn't even change my pants. Um. Got out there and uh, it got changed. Then we went, well, we tried to, to drive to the resort, didn't we? Mm, so me and Gendal, drama. Yeah, well, let's, um, so me and Gendal were filming for BBC Ski Sunday, which is good. Um, I was the presenter slash um, person in front of the camera. Gendal directing and our friend, the cameraman, um, was... Was also there. Was also there. <laughs> We've done quite well. We haven't mentioned John. We did actually joke with John all weekend that we were just going to refer to him as the cameraman and never mention his, his John is our number one fan on the podcast. He's adamant that he's what listened to every episode and he's the first person to listen to the episode as soon as it drops before anybody else. Um, and he just loves getting a little mention. So we said for this episode, we're only going to refer to him as the cameraman. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so we, um, we were there to film with Charlotte Banks, a world champion board cross racer. And we woke up in Briance on this little French town about a 30-minute drive from Puy-Saint-Vincent, which is the ski resort we were filming in. But it snowed overnight. We are in a terrible, rubbishy hire car. And it had, like, summer tyres on it, summer slicks. So, of course, driving in the snow was absolutely treacherous. But luckily, they'd given us these snow socks, which are like fabric wheel covers that your nan would knit. And you push them over your wheel and they help give you a bit of grip, believe it or not. Mm. But the ones we were given, we think were a 
the wrong ones. Well, basically, we ripped. Well, they were. We, they were, because they, cause they we didn't work. We started going, and we are like, get the socks on. Oh, we're going to be fine. We'll be there. Still on time. We can meet in Charlotte at, what time? 8.45. Yeah. yeah. Giving ourselves plenty of time to get up there, if it was treacherous. And then about 10 minutes into the drive, you looked out the window to check the snow sock, and it had a big rip in it. Yeah. And you were like, pull over. We've ripped one. We've got a rip. And that wasn't the worst of the problems because when we checked the other wheel, that one had gone <laughs> completely. Lost it. So we had a ripped one and a lost one. Yeah. And, uh, and, and things were getting steeper and snowier, weren't they? They were. Getting, so we were going up this mountain dangerous. pass. Yeah. So we ended up limping our way as far as we could. We got to the bottom of the hill, kind of up and over this one little pass to then try and get up to the, the actual ski resort. We got about five... 10 meters up this hill and the car was going <laughs> the wheels were just spinning it's like right we're not getting up there so we had to phone the talent we had to phone charlotte who we'd never met who we were going there to film you know we're representing the whole of the bbc here um and we had to phone and get to come and rescue us well to be fair to her she offered straight away she I, did because i phoned her and said look we're struggling we might have to go back and get some some more snow chains so we if you give us half an hour go get a coffee chill out we might be a bit longer. And she was like, I'll come and get you. Don't worry about it. Just wait there. I'll come and get you. And then we were like, yes, actually. Work is more important. Let's get the shoot done. Worry about the chains later. So she razzed down in her van and uh, very kindly picked us up. She was great, wasn't she? Came to the really good. Straight away. Really good. Um, so the schedule was knocked back by about an hour, wasn't it? Already. Got, got on the mountain. So we were an hour down due to the snow sock drama. Um, and then the plan was to film with Charlotte on the mountain. And we were doing a little interview, weren't we, where you kind of phone her and yep. she does an interview while snowboarding from a Bluetooth headset. Yes. To make it a bit exciting, a bit different, not just a sat in a cafe style interview. We were Do that anywhere, can't you? Yeah. Um, so we got snowboarding straight away. Got a mic on Charlotte, got a mic on you, got on the hill. Boshed out a few runs, Jono on follow cam, you calling out the questions from your phone, and yeah, attempted to get this interview done. Mm. Which is, it's just doing any kind of telly in snow when audio has got to be perfect, and obviously the filming's got to be right, and the lens has got to be clear, and the yeah. shots have got to make sense, and it's all got to make sense. But when it's at, it was puking with snow at that point, wasn't it? Yeah, really Anytime coming down. Like that thick. happens. Heavy, heavy snowflakes. They'd have killed a butterfly. That's how big and thick they were. Yeah, they were big. So it was it was magical up there. But those days are magical when you don't have to worry about cameras <laughs> working and microphones working. Um, but we got it done, didn't we? Boxed mm. it out, got it done, shot till lunch, um, shot a bit more interview stuff with you at lunch. And then we filmed a few more comedic pieces in the afternoon. Mm. We could backtrack here a little bit if you wanted to just tell the story of, you know, earlier on when I just said about how my brain is firing five times faster oh, than my yeah. core strength. I mean, that was the big moment, wasn't it? Yeah, so this is run number two. And actually, Gendel was filming me at the time. Um, and I did this thing where I was riding down pretty pretty quick for me. Um, and went, I basically thought, I can make I can make that turn at this speed. Went round the corner. No, I couldn't make the turn at that speed. My legs didn't react quick enough, and uh, we've we've got the audio of what happened. 
This is riding down. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Gendel's excited. You're right. Winded. What are you doing? What are you doing? Deep breaths. <laughs> that is me um, experiencing the phenomenon known as being winded. Um, I basically just launched off the side of the piece because I tried to do this like uh, just a quick turn, toe edge, then round to my heel edge. I just couldn't get onto my heel edge. And then the next thing I know, I just kind of launched off the side of the piece and tumbled. Well, I didn't really tumble. I just kind of slid down on my back and my side through a load of the big ice blocks that are made when they push snow from man-made snow. Um, and I gave myself an incredible dead leg and um, walloped my ribs. The funny so, thing is, I, I could clearly see that you were winded, I guess. I was filming you, but I did the thing that you never do when someone's winded and keep asking you questions. <laughs> I was like, you okay? What were you doing? I'm just going, are you all right? <laughs> I can tell you couldn't actually get any words out okay. and that you were clearly winded, but I was still like, what have you done then? You all right? Are you going to be okay? That was yeah. a bit of a day ruiner for me, really, to be honest. Um, it was. Yeah. I got Look. my comeuppance at the end of the day, though, didn't oh, well, I? Well, we'll get onto that as well in a little bit. Yeah, so we, uh, yeah, a bit more filming. We, we we actually managed to cram quite a lot in, didn't we? And the, the ski lift closed for lunch because actually the resort wasn't open. It was only open to professionals. Um, mm. And us. And us. <laughs> yeah. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so we got that. Nice. There was only yeah. one lift as well. There was one chair at the bottom, wasn't it? So everyone watching on social media, if they thought we had the run of the mountain, it wasn't quite that. It was one chair. Yeah, it was basically um, like the snow dome. We went... But it was snowing all day, so there was a few little turns on either side of the of the piece, wasn't there? A few mm. little powder turns, but it was still it was still a bit dust on crust. There was a lot of a lot underneath that could catch you out if you weren't quite ready. Oh, it's funny you say that. Lovely segue, Gandalf, because yeah. Last run of the day, coming right to the bottom. Um, now, if you if you want to have a look at this, you can do so over on our social channels. Uh, we are at Tim and Gendel. Yeah, she's fast. But this is Gendel. She's quite fast. Mike Tuck oh, coming down oh, at the end of the day. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm gonna play it one more time. Yeah, Just fast. listen when he hits the curb. Listen. Gendel riding down right in front of me. And as we come to the bottom, because the snow's still quite thin, he basically rides into an into a curb. So yeah. you know, like a curb in, in on a normal <laughs> normal road. And he caught his toe edge on it. And he goes down so fast, he doesn't even get a chance to put his arms up and basically just smashes his head mm. right on the uh, right into the snow. And the fact you can still hear me say, I'm okay. It's because I had the radio mic on at that point. Because we were filming a little bit of a bit of a comedy sketch at that point when me and Tim are struggling to keep up with Charlotte and um which is fairly true really and then and my brain was fully in the mode of right we're going to roll straight into the scene we'll we'll ride at the bottom we're going to ride up to Charlotte and act like we're struggling 
and um hence why i was like looking at her where we're going to stop with john to film and it just took me out without <laughs> even i didn't even know it was one of those split second snowboard falls yeah, where your face is suddenly in the she snow yeah go over to i'm going to stick that on instagram in a second we'll put it on tim yeah. again the one too uh and you can watch us fall over um but so yeah, that was, was it that, that was a, a rude awakening yeah. wasn't it that it can catch you out at any oh, time oh it can that was the first day of the season and boy did it feel like it mm. so yeah there we go did some filming that was really nice charlotte was incredible really gracious and lovely and accommodating and helpful and she did loads of silly bits for us that she didn't have to do so thank you charlotte it's real real pleasure yes thank to come and film so with much, you charlotte. and uh, that little piece we filmed um We'll be going out on Ski Sunday, first episode, 2nd of January. So uh, I don't know if this will be in the first episode. I don't know if it'll be on the first episode. It might not be on the first episode. But it'll be out there. It'll Um, be out within, there's only only five, um, only five Ski Sundays this year, five weeks. That's all. Mm. So we go. Uh, So then we got down. We had to go buy some snow chains. Didn't need them, but we had them just in case anyway. And then uh, we went out for steaks. We went out mm. for romantic steaks, didn't we? Yeah, me, me, Tim, and the cameraman. Um, really nice. I, I said this to Lucy actually last night because Lucy loves the steak and chips, and uh, I said to her about you know we sat we went into this like really nice little little French kind of bar restauranty thing, and we were kind of sitting out, but not really. We had like the plastic windows like you get on a marquee, but it was snowing and it was really beautiful, and it was warm, and the lights, and we all ordered steaks and. And they arrived on those like really posh chop. It basically give you a chopping board, which incidentally are quite unhygienic chopping boards. Oh, you know no. when you get given you, f- you know when you get given food on a chopping board at yeah. like a posh restaurant, they're like really unhygienic. Why? Because they don't Cause clean they, off as well. They don't clean as well. Yeah. Mm. So had our unhygienic steaks, um, <laughs> but no, we had chips, and then we had you know, little bowls of balsamic vinegar salad. And then we had this like courgette. I don't know, it's like a vegetable thing, wasn't it? And these beautiful steaks and all started tucking into it. We're like, oh yeah. Mm, but mm, oh, And then, oh, is it? Mm. And then you were like, anyone else's steak a bit? Uh, I was like, yeah, it tastes like an old shoe. Yeah, it was terrible. We're just not the best steaks, were they? But we did make a conscious effort that the setting was so nice. Well, that's it. Of where we were, that we weren't going to mention the steaks anymore and still have an enjoyable evening. Yeah. And well, I guess the chips were the... kind of okay. I thought that was all right. My steak was all right. You, But you two went for medium. Never, no. You went too tough. Medium rare. No, yeah, but you're in France. They eat live animals for breakfast. It's like medium in France is medium rare anywhere else in the world. Mm, it's risky, though. Don't know. Mine was all right. It was good. But it was a really nice setting, wasn't it? It was, it was the perfect, like, round the corner from the hotel little restaurant. And then the, uh, the well, barman worth... casually dropped in. There's a casino around the corner. I was going to say so... as well, it's, like, worth noting that the, um, the steaks were definitely helped by the 17 beers that we drank. Whilst... Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't quite that many. But we had a few beers, didn't we? And then, yeah, mm. then the casino came calling. So yeah. we waltzed on down to the casino, and um, 
I think it's fair to say again, and I hope I hope you don't mind me to kind of tell anybody, but um, we developed a system, didn't we? Oh, you're ringing. Who's that? Oh, yeah. It's Camilla. She's calling. She's on holiday right now. I'll oh, call is her she? Back after. Yeah. All right. She's, yeah, I'll call her back. Um, so we did, I mean, we did, you say we developed a system. Our, our plan, and this is what we did, we all went to the cash machine and got 20 euros because we yeah. were it's only 20 euros. So we're going to do, we're going to can't play afford some to roulette. lose any more than that. No. And we're like, happy to spend 20 euros on a bit of red and black roulette gamesmanship. Um, which is what we did. And then you sat down and decided that you had a system that could beat roulette, which is just ridiculous. I can't believe you bringing this up because we had this discussion yesterday and at the roulette wheel. And I can't describe to you properly. You're just thinking that I'm trying to beat the system with a, with a, a red and black. It's not that. It is simply about the fact. It's like, if you get struck by lightning seven times, then the odds of you getting struck by lightning, they're different to me. Does that make sense? So, for instance, if red number one has come up 30 times, then it's more likely to come up in the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. But you thought that I was just trying to like beat red and black. That is always 50-50. In fact, yeah. it probably might not even be always 50-50. It is always fit. Of course it is. Well, it's not because there's the zero, I guess. There is the zero, the green zero. But still, that's the only way you can go not 50-50. But anyway, yeah. we had a bit of a... We had a good run, didn't we? We did. Um... And this is the difference between me, and me, you, and Jono. So we, ba- we basically... We won. We won, we won, we won. We decided to pool our money and... And all bet together on red or black. So we pulled it all in. We won about three times, lost once, won again. But this we were kind of betting ten euros at a time, and then twenty. And then when we got a bit, when we got a bit cocky, I think our biggest bet was was it forty euros. We put on red or black. Black came up because that's what we had. We won, and then we were up. And then me and Tim were like, "Let's put it all on. We're on a roll." And, John <laughs> like, and then Jono, the voice of sense, said, "Guys." Guys, guys, why don't we just leave the casino? And we're up. Let's just leave the casino. And we've won. And that just didn't really compute in our head that that was uh, the the fun way to go. So we haggled with Jono for about 10 minutes about doing one more bet. We did one more bet. And then no matter what happened with that bet, we would leave after. So we did one more bet, didn't we? Lost that one. And then we left. Doubled our money, so we both Doubled we it. all made we all made twenty euros each. Oh yeah! Doubled our money, and walked out of there like we were Ocean's Eleven. Beat the system. Beat the system. Take that, <laughs> gambling. <laughs> we literally did swagger out like we just. Oh my god! We only had 20, 20 euros in our pocket. And to be fair, the the round of drinks that I got us in there was twenty euros, so yeah, I it's incredible. Broke even, yeah. But um, but still, and good. I had to lend you the twenty euros to even make that twenty euros. That is true. Essentially, that was my twenty euros. So I gave well. you the twenty euros back that that you'd lent me. Yeah, and then I had the twenty euros back that I'd spent on drinks. So definitely broke even. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. But yeah, winners. And then it was just back to the electro bed. <laughs> was it? 
<laughs> so your bed was electric every night? Every night, man. Every time I had to psych myself up to get in and try and think of a tactic that would make me less staticky. But, um, you know, there's no escaping that. Are all beds electric? Mm. Is that... Anyone got any tips out there? To all my friends... Static. What's that song? All my friends... All my friends are electric uh, by Brian Ferry. Is it? That's... Rock uh, music? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Don't know. Don't know Great either. day there, wasn't it? That was Good a day, fun Saturday. day. So we we were saying about sat, it, we we all felt quite satisfied, didn't we? It was like quite a day where you feel really satisfied. Yeah, we're well, going back. You'd worked going back and to you'd the years felt like you'd done work. a good job. And the chat we had weeks ago about your five favourite things, we all agreed that doing a good job and then having a nice meal and a beer at the end of the day is definitely in the five favourite things of life. Yeah, self worth and earn and an earned Pint. treat. Yeah, pint and steak. steak. That's really good. Good. It is. So, um, yeah, good day. Good day's work. Well done, Jono. You worked really hard. And, well uh, done, cameraman. Well done, cameraman. Did a great job. And then it was off to bed because we had a big journey back to Leon the next day, didn't we? Swam. Interested. I want to know about you. Sunday morning. An afternoon, an evening too. Good morning. Um, we'd we'd had one beer too many. Um, I think it was, I always the, liked, it was the dodgy gin and tonic in the casino. I reckon. I like Lee Evans, the old comedian. Um, he used to say it was the sleep that did it. I felt fine before I went to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um. Woke up hungover, a bit of a rush to get out, so to speak. No, we gave um, ourselves plenty of time, though. I mean, we, we did. We, we discussed did. it over dinner the night before that it was snowing, and uh, we thought we'd better give ourselves an extra hour or so. So we were on the road for nine, was it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I had to wait ages. One of those dodgy little lifts. You know, it's like what a one-man lift with a door that you, that opens like a normal door for a lift. Um, so I had to wait about 10 minutes for that to come down. I think there was a family of five shuttling backwards and forwards from floor three. So I had to wait for them. And then um, beautiful morning. Sun was out, wasn't it? Snow yeah, on the ground. The the day before, really. We, re- we really could have. Um, and then we got on the road. Didn't get too far up the hill before we had to put the chains on. I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure of putting on snow chains, but it really is something I think everybody should experience at least once. Basically, so, I mean, it does it, it, it does exactly what it says on the tin. Snow chains. Um, they are chains made of metal to help the car grip in the snow. So you've got to get on your hands and knees and put these fiddly little things together. So you can't really wear gloves because you need the dexterity of your fingers but you're touching essentially freezing cold metal. That's the um, annoying thing because you think just put gloves on and do it. You're in the mountains. You can't no. use your fingers for the fiddly little hooks, don't you? Yeah. That's the thing that gets you. So, so I kind of, you guys have had more experience doing it than me. So I step back and let you guys take <laughs> I like charge. That. Good. Good. Yeah. You, you, what? I think it's called watching yeah. as opposed to stepping. I did back. come in for the final little hook though, didn't I? You did. Final you hooks did. when you yeah. guys' fingers actually didn't work anymore and you couldn't feel them. I went, step back. Let me, let me, let me bring it home. 
and I, and I literally did the, the hook of glory and, and got them on finally. And then and we were got, on the road, weren't we, for about got, 20 minutes, then we had to take them off again. Yeah. We got to the motorway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we dro- we dipped out of France. We dipped through the Frejus Tunnel. Went through Italy, didn't we? We, we went through the corner of Italy. Don't Stop really remember crossing the border or anything. You just kind of drive in, don't you? There was a flag. Well, there was just a flag as we drove over it was, a, a it checkpoint. Was, and we were like, it was literally like driving to Lidl, wasn't it? Mm. It was like, just drive around the corner, straight in. Uh, we stopped and we had focaccia. Focaccia. Mm. Yeah. Uh, baguette. You had a baguette. <laughs> no, you had a, foc- you had a focaccia as well, didn't you? Well, it's kind of a hybrid. Yeah. Baguette or focaccia. It was in the middle. But Jono had a pizza just to be a bit more Italian. I'm being more Italian than you. I'm being more Italian. Um, Yeah. And then powered on to Leon. Yeah. Got the flight. All pretty uneventful, wasn't it? Jumped on the easy jet. We no, we beat the system again. We beat the system again on the on bag Sunday. System. The bag system. Oh, we did, yeah. So they we've got us, hadn't booked us out in our board bags. They just <laughs> you have they did the oh the, what, your workers only booked you normal bags and you've got snowboard bags and we were like oh what really oh, oh we no. didn't know that oh no is that going to be a massive problem even though we already totally that knew. Totally new because we had three massive board bags. And on yeah. the as you're checking in on the EasyJet app, it says snowboard bag, £37 each. Mm. Didn't pay it though, did we? They let us off. Let us Didn't off. pay it. Yeah. That was dead good. Totally abused the system there. Jono did his little puppy eyes, his 50-year-old 50, 50 puppy eyes at the, at the girl behind the desk. And he's broken French. Yep. Got us through. Um... Yeah, that was a win as well, wasn't it? Yeah. And then flight home. I slept. You did sleep, actually, yeah. I slept yeah. a bit. I had and noddy then... head. You know, the noddy head when you when you oh, wake up. your neck creeps. <laughs> I kept yeah. doing that as well. And I, had to, I, had to, I realised I had to put my jumper beyond my neck for a bit of support and wedge my neck. Because I was going to get a crick neck. The crick neck. Um... And then um, landed... I went off to get my hire car. You guys went off to um, get your taxi home. Now, do you want to do your taxi home? Have you got anything eventful from there? Or do you I'll just do the to... rest of my day quickly. Go on, then. Got the taxi home with Jono because we live in a similar spot in East London. Got dropped off. Came in just when the Grand Prix was on. So we got, me and Camilla got straight into the Grand Prix. What a race that was. It was, yeah. have you seen any of it? I listened to it on Five Live as I was so, driving home. Yeah, I was I was watching it on my phone in the taxi, and I got back in just as they started it for the second time. So many incidents in that race. It's like it's the tetchiest thing. Were they? I don't. Were they playing on the radio like the 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 drivers? I guess they don't play the the drivers' little messages yeah. to the. Do, no, were they, they doing do, yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how tetchy they are between them. They're like. Max is, oh, Max can't do that. He's he's weaving all over the place. And then Max yeah. will be like, Lewis is too far behind me on the on the formation lap. He can't do that. It's always just, he can't do that. He can't do that. It's gone to a point of like every trick in the book being played. Like, yeah, they, they just want to beat each other so badly, which just makes it the ultimate drama, doesn't it? And just yeah, yeah, yeah. hatred between them really they... got me back into it. It, 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 it was a turning point last night. So I do listen to the, I listen to five live quite a lot with the racing because it's, they're so knowledgeable. Those guys I remember you saying about the, the things, but 
they're um you you were saying about sorry about the sky presenters being really good but i find um you've got jolian palmer the former racer and you've got jack nichols the presenter and they're so good together and but it crossed the line last night max crossed the line where he lost them to and they were both like no this is bad now like this is bad from red bull they've crossed the line and they you know they shouldn't be doing this and they actively started calling max out for being a dangerous driver mm. and for red bull's tactics cuz you have to be obviously being working on the bbc you've got to be quite partisan haven't you you've got to be um you know unbiased however partisan is that the right word I don't know no. actually i wondered that when you said it but it's fine i think you got away with it all right fine uh, you got to be unbiased, and um, oh no, he's partisan. Is when you're on one side, isn't it? I don't know. I've got to Google it now, haven't I? Cut that bit, Mikey. Just... No, partisan is a strong supporter of a party. So no, they've oh, got okay. to be unbiased. You've got to be unbiased. But last night they became quite partisan towards the Mercedes team. Yeah. Um, and it it was it was really intriguing to hear, and because you obviously couldn't see it, and you're relying on everything that that they're saying. But yeah, it sounded incredible. It's like it's just, just what was going on. It's quite funny because me and Mills, like Mills, is fully in Max camp, and I'm in Lewis camp. I'm a bit, and we've we've over the course of the season, we've both taken our sides because it's like I want Lewis to to win because I want him to be like overall world champion, greatest of all time type thing. So I think he deserves it, and he's amazing. And she really roots for the underdog. She likes Max, and we've just suddenly we've just taken our sides. So every all these controversial things when we're watching it we're fully like arguing of like who's in the wrong and it's just we just stick to our sides now and it's well funny and gets quite heated between us it's good good but that's exactly what the teams are like um so yeah it was really it's just really dramatic and good to watch isn't it so watch that that was really good mills made me a delicious dinner because i've been out all day and worked hard and she's a good one can i can i um, just say something go on i just want to go back to the formula one very quickly just to... yeah go on a little bit of context to it for, for if you don't know anything about Formula One and you're not bothered by it all, the reason why we're frothing over it so much is because they've had an entire race season, these guys, and they now go into the final race of the season with the world championship on the line and they've got the same points. So it's quite simply whoever is ahead of the other driver, Max Verstappen or Lewis Hamilton at the final race wins the championship next week. We're, yeah. we're going to miss it. Well, we'll, we'll be flying it. home. Yeah, we'll be flying home. Gutted. One o'clock, two o'clock. Oh, we might be able to catch though. a bit of it. Yeah. That's good. So get into yeah. it. Just, even if you just watch the last race next week, I'd, I would I'd, I'd just get into it for that because it is good. And the Sky yeah. team, if you can watch it on Sky, they do explain it quite well. Or, as Tim said, get five live on yeah. and you watch it. For free. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, had a nice dinner. Chilled out. Mills has gone off on holiday today. So she was packing last night to leave early. She nice. Was up, she was up and out at 4 a.m. today. Oof. Which means I got up at 4 a.m. to help her with a bag down because that's the kind of guy I am. Then you went um, straight back to bed. Straight back to bed. Um, but she made it there. Fine. All good. So, yeah, it was really nice. Good Sunday evening. Where's she gone? Where's she gone? She's gone to Spain with her, with her mom and dad. Hola. They were, they were going away. They invited us to go, but I, I'm working, so I couldn't go. So I was like, go for it. Go Muy relax. bien. We be um, so she's she's there, but yeah, go on then. What happened? Come on, what happened after yours? Holy crap! So Sunday night, traffic on the roads, everybody getting home, listening to the Formula One, 
ways, my little my little ways app. I'm following the the directions because even though I know the way, mate, it's not my first rodeo. I know I had to get home from Luton. Uh, but I you probably thought, know better than the sat nav most days, don't you? I actually do normally, but I figured I'd follow the sat nav because I just want to get home as quick as I possibly can. So crash on the M1, off you divert. So it diverted me off, and I end up going through the back of Northampton and around and through these these little villages, whatever. Quite a few cars doing the same thing, and it spits me back onto the M1, just north, just south of Rugby. So I get onto the M1, driving up the M1, starting to feel a bit tired. And I'm like, whoa, you know, got the, the Formula One's just climaxing on the radio. I'm driving along and listening and I'm fully intended. I pull onto the M6 and as I come sweep up and round onto the M6, it's dark. There's no, there's no street lights, what you call them, like motorway lights. And so I'm driving along and there's traffic all around. And I'm in the fast lane next to the metal barrier on my right hand side with two lanes. And I'm doing 70 miles an hour. I'm doing the speed limit. And about maybe i mean distances it, it felt really close but maybe 100 meters or 50 meters up the road in front of me all of a sudden just this boom like these sparks from the other side of the carriageway just push, like you know you see in the movies like terminator 2 when they're like smacking steel and you get those sparks mm-hmm. that go push, that just comes straight across the motorway in front of me as i'm driving i was like holy and as I look, a car on its roof just slides past no me. No way. Yeah. Just like, and I could hear the noise of it like, and it just slides on its roof, just going past me. Wow. I was like, oh my God. Oh. And then I look in my rear view mirror and I could just see a few more sparks. And, and then the, like I was driving and then I know everybody around me must be freaked out. And then all of a sudden I see all, hazard lights start appearing on the other side of the road and I'm trying to flash people on my side just to slow them down or whatever. And then I was just absolutely like really shell-shocked. And I couldn't couldn't stop, couldn't do anything. I couldn't, you know, I'm in the, the traffic's flowing on my side and I just, and I was just driving home and it like, it really like shell-shocked me. Oh man, that's heavy. So, um, hope they were okay. Yeah. Mm? Oh, flipping heck. And yeah, that's, uh, that's I'd never seen anything like that. It was like pretty, uh, pretty dark. Suffice to say, I was wide awake then from Coventry yeah. the uh, the whole way. Oh and then God. I got in, and as as I pulled up on on the curb outside my house, the door opens, and the kids just run out in their pajamas at eight o'clock across the muddy grass, and like dad, and I grabbed them, and it all, I was just a bit emotional. I was a bit like, oh man, it's. it's Life's a bit fragile, isn't it? Imagine yeah. if, like, makes you think, makes yeah. you think, well, man, yeah, I hope they were okay. Fingers crossed for, for whoever that was. I oh, know, but, um, that's, uh, yeah, that's a, a shocker to see, isn't it? Something like mm. that. Uh, came home, kids were wide awake, um, had some leftover shepherd's pie. Hmm. It's quite odd to microwave stuff, isn't it? Like, you try and microwave, it's been. Lucy cooked it yesterday. It'd been in the fridge all day. Absolutely fine. Nothing wrong with it. Microwaved it three minutes. Literally Still. sizzling meat. Yeah. Not freezing, inside, freezing cold mashed potato. Yeah. Got to oven it. You got to oven shepherd's pie. Have you? Don't do it by halves. Yeah. Don't microwave stuff like that. You just got to put it in the oven again for a while. Make yeah. Sure. With foil. Yeah. Definitely. So you don't burn the top. 
Yeah. Um, and that was that. Had a oh, really yeah. uh, nice to see the nice to see Lucy. We didn't what we chatted. Didn't watch anything. Chatted. Mm. Nice to chat in it. Yeah. Chatted with my wife. Um, Lila mm. had a, Lila had an eventful weekend. Drama between her and her mates. Oh yeah. I won't go on to it on this podcast. It's not the Tim Gendel and Lila weekend podcast. But let's just say, pretty tough work having a twelve-year-old. <laughs> yeah. With, there. with a mobile phone. Oh, yeah. Mm. That was good. And, uh, yeah, that was the weekend done and dusted. All right. Pretty good, huh? Shall I recommend her it? I think we should, yeah. Hang on. You've been, you, what have you, oh, uh, just, we might watch something in the week. I have watched something. I watched something oh, on right. the plane. Stop it. Gendo Recommendo. Yeah. One then. Um, yes. Yeah, so I watched on the flight over one episode of this show, and I watched one episode on the flight back as well. Oh. Uh, a bit late to the party, so a lot of people might have seen this already. But it was one that me and Camilla were going to watch together, and then we never got round to it. So I sent the text of like, "Can I watch this on my own? Are you ever going to watch it?" And she was like, "No, go for it." Um, so I watched the first episode of Made on Netflix, ah. uh, which is about a, a young woman with a daughter um, who at the opening 10 minutes of the show leaves her partner in the middle of the night. Obviously you soon understand running away from an abusive relationship and it kind of follows her story really. So I've did the first episode on the flight over did one and a half on the way back. And I thought it was brilliant, really good. Uh, it's really well done in the fact that when she leaves, she's obviously just getting away from this guy and with no real plan. And they keep, you know, when they pop things on screen, like text messages and things like that in certain shows, when people message, it's quite a device on a screen to show a, a message coming in. They do that, but they also show her like her balance of the money she's got in her pocket as well. That pops up on ah. screen. So she's got about $37 when she leaves the house and then she goes and puts gas in at the petrol station and you see her money go down on the screen and you're like, oh, that's okay. cool. And it? it's, it's really like, it really hits home of like, yeah, she needs, needs to like have a, some kind of plan here. And it makes it seem really, I don't know, really worrying for her. Um, and it's just really well told story and I really enjoyed it. So the first three apps were great. I'm going to carry on, but maybe some people have watched it already. I think it's been quite popular on Netflix. So mm. if you haven't given it a go and you've thought, oh, that looks a bit, a bit full on. I mean, it's quite dramatic. It's serious, but there's a bit, there's bits of humor in it as well. There's some nice bits and it's, it's really kind of nicely cut with a few little cutaways, flashbacks and things like that it adds a bit of humor here and a bit of context. Um, and I really liked it. So it's good. So I'm going to persevere with that. I think, All right. And finish that. So there you go. Netflix uh, made. The show is made, so go and give it and a it, little go. It's M-A-I-D, made. Correct. Not not, not made, M-A-D-E. Exactly. Because that you might end up with a shit sofa. Well, there that. is a shit. Yeah, you're right, if you Google <laughs> that. Gendo recommendo. A sofa that takes three months to arrive. Cause um, can I do a recommendo quickly? Yeah. Um... I uh, friend of the podcast, Lauren Crace, she made a debut in Casualty on Saturday. Oh yeah, did you watch it? Have you watched I, it? I literally um, 
I literally just uh, watched a little bit of it before we jumped on. Oh, it's so weird. Today. She comes, she like, she walks on and she kisses her husband. It's her husband. She's acting alongside her husband. Dead good. But are they, so weird. Oh, are they together in it then? Yeah. Oh, I thought she. I thought she was like a a love interest that comes in. I didn't know they were all. I think. In it well, I thought. I think she it. was. I. I just uh, skipped forward. I've not watched the whole episode. I've just skipped forward to the bit where she was in. Spoiler. Her and her oh, and Mike's in it. Cool. It's actually Chrissy and Ian. It's not. Uh, it's not Lauren and Mike's. But well done, Lauren. That's dead good. That is. Yeah. Well done, dead. Lauren. That's cool. I'm going to watch that today. Yeah, go. Go watch it. Um, right then. I really don't want to do this. God Come on. damn it. Do, do, Embarrassing. do. Please give us a nice review. If you do, 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 then next week we'll say thank you. All right. Part of the podcast where we check like, oh. to see if we've had any nice reviews from the listeners. Last few weeks been a bit dry on the say last uh, six weeks. Front and to the point where Tim like doesn't want to do it anymore. I really don't. Awkward. But this is the risk we take. Man, just check. I can see it in your face. Have we got one? Yes! <laughs> we've got yes. two. <laughs> just some relief flying Oh, we've got Go two. It says, this one is Mooses. Mooses. Um, properly laughed out loud on a strangely quiet yet packed train from London to Red Roof. Five stars from Victoria Penrose. Oh, oh. yes, Penrose. Thank you. Thank you. And we've got another one. Um, (laughs) I'm laughing at the name. The name of this person. This came in on Thursday from um, Dick Timber Honger. Dick Timber Honger. Okay. And if that's what uh, what we'll say. Um, Dick Timber saying. Currently wetting myself, listening to Gend tell his story from the Bob Marley musical. (laughs) Amazing podcast. Keep it up. Moses. Oh, Moses, not Mooses. <laughs> Mooses. <laughs> well, that proves that we don't check before. <laughs> that does prove that we don't check before. Um, oh, so what Mo- So what Victoria Penrose is saying there is Moses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not Mooses. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Mooses. <laughs> it's because she's oh. written a load of O's on it. Uh, Mooses. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that's good, see? Well worth checking this week. Yeah, I suppose Brilliant. it was, wasn't it? We got some okay. reviews. Hey, if uh, if you liked what you listened to and you want to give us a review, you can do so over on Apple Podcasts or you can just write down a little email uh, or text review. And send it to our Instagram at Tim and Gendor. Do, do, do. Please give us a nice review. If you do, 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 then next week we'll say thank you. All right, there you go. Been a quite nice, chilled one. So you feel feel quite tired after the weekend. I do feel tired. Yeah, I do. I, I feel our, um, our vibe has been quite relaxed. Quite relaxed. When I say re- relaxed, it's, we're both a bit knackered, aren't we? It's quite a big weekend. But big weekend. Good to have a chat. Get it done. Thank you for listening. And um, yeah, send us a little message. Let us know what you've been doing next weekend. Please do. Please absolutely do. Um, I'm going to go and self-isolate, continue to self-isolate for two days. Me too. And um, 
probably speak to you in about 15 minutes. I'll talk to you in 15 or something, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go put the kettle on. Yeah, I'm going to go put the kettle on. That's a good one. All, All right, right, thanks for listening. We love you. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Digestive biscuit. Oh, that's a very Gend move, that. <laughs> totally a Gend move. Um, Mikey! Hello, mate. You all right? I'm good, man. I'm all right. This is, this is one of the, the rare occasions when I've edited 99% of the episode and I've listened to the whole thing before we actually sit down to chat. And it, it's a funny one, dude. You can tell that you're both a bit tired at the beginning when I listen to the creaky chair chat going... I can't be arsed to change yeah. it. <laughs> I know. It's bad, isn't it? The worst thing is, and I don't think he'll ever listen to this, so I can say this, but because he's got no kids. You know, he, he, I sp- of course I spoke to Gend after, and, and he says, you tired, man. you tired today. You're just chilling out. you just... No, I'm not. Uh, yes, I am tired, but I was also up at 10 to 7 with the children. Because and... I don't get a choice, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're just going to chill today. No, no, I'm not going to chill today. No, far from it. But nah, all good. He's, oh, got, it all exactly. He's got it all to come. Exactly, exactly. And we will and we will be smiling sarcastically, yet supportively. <laughs> we really will. We really will. Uh, so what's cracking, man? Did you have a good weekend? Weekend was absolutely banging, to be fair. Ooh, so Why? Why was um, it so good? So uh, one of the birthday presents that my wife requested from my folks was an evening and a day off from our child. Um, oh. So oh we, we offloaded said infant on Friday afternoon. Nice. And Friday night we went to see some mates of mine do like uh, a Nirvana cover set. Oh, sick! Yeah, like not a tribute, just like they were just they literally bashed through, like Nevermind, Inutro, and some of Incesticide, and wow, uh, in a very packed pub that did, didn't really have the room for live music, so we <laughs> felt a little bit exposed given yeah. the current climate. Um, but it was rad, and then the next day we woke up at quarter to ten. Blimey! Yeah, and then that, uh, what a treat, mate. Honestly, didn't know, didn't didn't know what was going on, and then we went to to Leicester and we went to one of our favourite restaurants and we had a bit of a mooch round town and had hot chocolate and yeah, man, it was good. And then Sunday, I was all for having a chilled one, and then my sister-in-law text us saying she had tickets to go and see Polar Express at the cinema. Oh, wicked. But she couldn't go because her little one had literally just started being ill. Oh, no. So she's like, do you, do you and Cole want these tickets? And Sarah's like, oh, it's 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 in like 15 minutes. You're, you're not even dressed. And I was just like, I can do that. <laughs> and we literally just threw clothes on and grabbed uh, bits and bobs and just uh, they just sent us the QR code and we went and it was great because you forget how noisy and how scary some bits are. J- j- yeah. It's not not scary, but like kind of sensory overload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so what it is, isn't it? Especially at the cinema for a young one. Yeah. It is so loud and dark and visceral and just... It is, yeah. It's an assault on your senses, isn't it? Exactly. So there's bits where like 
it's almost you know you, I don't know if you ever get it when you're in the cinema and they've they've basically created the content to make you feel like you're on a roller coaster yeah. because of the size of the screen so we're in that bit and he's like oh, I want to go home like he was proper kind of overwhelmed oh. by it but but you know the bit where he picks the kid up he's like well are you getting on and I just turned to Cole I was just like would you get on he's like never without a grown up <laughs> oh, 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 amazing oh, you're teaching him well then oh, it's, it was great so like you know we were in like one of those sort of sofa seat type things so when he got a bit scared he just kind of cuddled in and went don't worry oh. it's, everything's going to be fine and he was amazed by the elves and Santa he was stoked on it so like this this unexpected little adventure on Sunday um, and then yeah chilled the rest of Sunday finished a book I read a book in a week Wow, man. That's not like comp- Stephen Hawkins. Uh, not really. Um, what was the book, though? It was ju- The Gruffalo. <laughs> Julie Donaldson. <laughs> the Cat Sat on the Mat. No, it was a, it was a Jack Reacher book. Oh, nice. So My dad likes them. My dad reads the Jack Reacher books. M- my, my folks got me into them, um, which is hilarious because my mum's quite squeamish. But they've read all the books, and then when the movie came out, and it's quite violent, yeah. it kind of like, oh, I wasn't too sure about that bit. I was just like, you've read all of these violent scenes, <laughs> mental. But a uh, TV show starts in February, which I'm looking Does forward it? to. Yeah, man, they've actually cast a proper Jack Reacher guy, who's like massively tall and built like a brick shit house, and so the movies is... were good I like the movies love a bit of Tom Cruise yeah uh, you know what I think he I quite liked him he did embody the character very well because I've read books before I saw them so I was very excited to see them but there's a, there is a stature thing that's written into the core DNA of all those books is that this guy is like, massive and yeah, built like, and stacked yeah. and so Tom and, isn't that is he no he is not and <laughs> But weirdly, after the movies, I read a couple of the books, and I would see this man mountain, but with Tom Cruise's face in my head. So I'm just—it took—it <laughs> took ages to shake that. It's, so yeah, so yeah, a very very pleasant weekend all round, to be fair. And and Go on. on Sunday evening, I made ed- time to edit a new podcast. I have Yay. edited, and I, I'm, I will literally release it after we get off this conversation now because I just need to uh, do one more tweak on the show notes so for the benefit of anyone listening um, I have a podcast called Mixtapes with Mike where I invite a guest to make a mixtape of 10 tracks without using the same artist twice and we talk about each track why they picked it and what the music means to them and if you like the sound of what you hear you can listen to the mixtape in full on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes so the last bit that I need to add to the show notes is the link to the Spotify link so you can get it on Apple and you can get it on Spotify I just need to embed that link and then I can push that button and send it out into the ether and hope that people still want to listen Uh, go on then and this week's guest is so this week's guest is a singer songwriter by the name of Jess Guys I did mention this episode a while ago when I recorded it but now I'm actually releasing it and she is a singer songwriter kind of bit bit folky um, and it took a while for us to sort of sort of pin down the conversation 
So there was quite a gap between when she sent her mixtape and when we actually sat down to chat. And she was worried that she wouldn't have enough to say about each track, but she couldn't have been further from the truth. Like the conversation was really engaging, very amusing. And she's got quite, um, she's got musical taste that's maybe old beyond her years. She likes a lot of old school traditional folk. Um, and But there's loads of really nice moments in her life that they're connected. So there's one track that's connected to her father. There's one track that she picked because she came down the aisle to it, which started this whole Aww. conversation about wedding music, which was quite yeah. amusing. And uh, there's another track that she picked, which is from literally the moment that her and her fella kind of fell for each other. So no way. Really, really sweet connections to the music. And that's kind of what I hope for. We don't always get it. Sometimes it's amusing. Sometimes it's, um, it's kind of straight down the line. These are my 10 tracks. But this is a very personal mixtape. And uh, yeah, really fun conversation. Nice. Ah, oh, look forward to listening to that. Sounds... Um Exactly like you said, just said there. Sounds really personal. A really personal mi- mixtape. This one. It's nice when it happens. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't always expect it. Sometimes it comes out of nowhere, um, and it comes out of people that I, 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 I wouldn't have expected it to. So, like when I did the episode with Victoria Penrose. Um, I didn't realise, but one of her tracks was really personal to her because of a friend that she lost, and she got quite emotional in that episode, which is it's it's kind of like, do we stop recording so you can gather yourself, or do you just do you want to sort of have this conversation and sort of get this out of you? Because sometimes, sometimes it's good to like to talk through that kind of stuff and and remember yeah, people. Um, so and and that turned into a, a really sweet moment and I don't often get moments like that but when they happen um, it's it makes the episode that little bit more important I think mm. so yeah it's good for and it. when you do go and listen to those tracks afterwards it gives it, it gives those tracks a whole different lease of life as well doesn't it and you, it just means you know means so much more I suppose yeah. in many ways and, and, and what and what I did this time is <clears throat> I have a strict 10-track rule, but as Jess is a musician herself, I tacked on all four tracks from one of her recent EPs onto the end of the mixtape. So if you listen to the whole thing, you can check out her music as well. Ah, flipping heck. Look at that. Constantly giving back. That's what we like. Uh, Mikey, you're a good man. Uh, I've taken up more than enough of your time, and uh, we'll speak to you next week, no doubt. Which is podcast host speak for Let's Go to Bed. Let's Go to Bed. It is late now, actually, isn't it? Uh, Mikey, love you. And you, sir. I looked looked right at my lens when I said that, so I was looking you right in the eye. It felt almost uncomfortably sincere. Ah, uh, you take care, bro. I'll speak to you soon. All right, in a bit, mate.